Love Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Mega, mega, mega. 
This is Rory Sodder. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. I'm coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. We got a huge show for you today. Lots to talk about. So much to discuss. Much to address. A lot. And I mean a lot going on in the media and uh, around the uh, around the country. Um, so much. Huge agenda, um, which I will get to momentarily. I hope you all are having a wonderful Thursday. The weekend is almost here. Um, I'm having a great Thursday myself. It's 70 degrees in Arizona, in Phoenix, where I'm at which is uh, you can't beat that for uh, February uh, winter weather. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great day. Um, A lot uh, been very productive as well. Um, Glad to be on the air with you. Uh, I'll be on for two hours today. Um, Just like I said, I got so much to get to. Um, And I want to start with the opening – uh, monologue, which is very important, uh, and it was—it's probably the thing I've ever—I've seen a lot of speeches in my life. I've—I've I've been in, been very involved with politics for a while, and I know enough and watched and know enough history and seen a lot of speeches to know that President Trump's speech at the State of the Union the other night perhaps could have been the greatest in history by any uh, presidential candidate and any political figure for, um, I, I did have never seen anything like it. It was pure authenticity. It was purely profound. I mean, everything about it was from the heart. Everything about it was true. Everything about it, um, resonated with, um, majority of Americans. There was a, and, and, and you know, um, it really, it really, you know, uh, went in the right place, um, and, and really uh, got a lot of um, good feedback um, from a CBS poll, which CBS is very uh, liberal oriented. They're very left wing. Uh, when they report, CBS has been caught many times with fake news. They came out with a poll yesterday and said three out of four Americans approve of President Trump's State of the Union um, speech. Three out of four Americans. And this is coming from a liberal poll. So imagine, you know, and I think there was some uh, skewed uh, uh, polling on that part. I think the numbers weigh more. I think, it's more, I think it's even more than three out of four Americans. I would say, you know, they, like it was about – they're saying about 75% approved. I would say I would go up in the 80s. I would go up in the 80s for approval. I mean, his speech was unbelievable. It was bipartisan. It was unifying. Um, it, was at, it was in every way uh, constructive and, you know – uh, putting the American people uh, first. You know, there was nothing. There was nothing selfish about it, like we've seen from past presidents when they give speeches or politicians. You know, when when these past, you know, uh, politicians are out for themselves. 
You know, you can really you can really tell. And I've been saying since day one, I've been to every single Trump rally uh, in Arizona um, ever since the day he announced. And you know, I, I you, you can just see it. Like Trump made billions in business and is a su- successful businessman because he has a good way with people. He knows how to interact with people. He knows how to talk to people. He knows how to make deals. He knows how to negotiate. He's the best negotiator in the, perhaps in the world. He's been known. He's been called that by many people. And do you know why he's the best negotiator in the world at business? Because he has a good way with people. He knows how to connect. He knows how to listen. You know, we've seen many stories and many biographies and things that came out about Trump, you know, where he gives everybody the time of day. He never shuts anybody out. He he always listens. You know, um, his son, uh, you know, Donald, Donald Jr., gave a great example on Fox News. Um, this was a while ago. We gave, uh, gave an interview to Hannity, uh, Don Jr., saying, you know, uh, his father was the guy that, you know, President Trump would, would, was the guy that was out there with the people working on his buildings. He was out there, you know, talking to the, his workers that, you know, that weren't the, you know, known to, for, for being businessmen, but they were the people building his buildings. He gave, he gave female employees, um, he, he hired thousands of female employees. And, you know, he's, he, he's, he's done so much for, you know, um, the everyday American, he's done so much for women. Um, he's, he's done so much for everyone. There's nobody he's ever, ever singled out. I mean, I've said this every time on my show, and it makes me so happy. Black unemployment at an all-time low. It's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And this goes, you know, to the fact that our president has a way with people, has a way with making deals, has a way with um, has a way with, you know, do, doing all these things that are productive that what is what makes America, America truly is uh, something that um, is absolutely remarkable to watch. Trump is the most unifying president in the history of politics. We've never seen, you know, this sort of success. You know, every single day we have a new business announcing they're coming back to America. You know, they're coming back to, uh, you know, build their plants here, build their products here, manufacture, or they're opening here for the first time because of Trump, because of Trump getting rid of all these regulations. You know, Trump in so many ways is helping on social issues. Look what he's doing for the African-American community, him and Ben Carson. They're taking people out of, they announced, the, the bad drug neighborhoods, the crime neighborhoods, and putting them in private sector housing. I mean, you look at all of this, but I, I don't want to get too off topic. I want to play a clip from the State of the Union speech um, the other night. Let me get to it. Um, Trying to find it. Give me one second. Bear with me, guys. Um, I have to find the clip. But anyways, State of the Union speech the other night, 
was absolutely, it was absolutely put everything into perspective. And even his harshest critics, even his harshest critics had to give him credit. And they did. The people came out that, you know, uh, especially people in the liberal media um, that didn't approve of Trump and, and, and wanted, you know, always badmouthed him. And, uh, you know, those people said this is one of the best speeches they've seen the other night by anyone. You got all, you've got all this, you've got all this sort of unifying, you got all this positivity. You even have people, some never Trumpers come out and giving him credit. I mean, there's so many different people that are jumping on board and seeing the authenticity and seeing the realness. I want to read a great article from Breitbart um, that came out the other day that um, put into perspective and, you know, uh, you know, it really went into um, the specifics and, you know, all about Trump's speech and stuff. And really was a good article. So I want to read this to you really quick. President Donald Trump credited the American spirit and work ethic for building the nation's infrastructure in his State of the Union speech on Tuesday and called on Congress to craft legislation to modernize it. As we rebuild our industries, it is also time to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, Trump said. America is a nation of builders. I love it. We built the Empire State Building in just one year, Trump said. Isn't it a disgrace that it can now take 10 years just to get a minor permit approved for the building of a simple road? And he's right. Look at all the politicians for all these fucking years. All of these fucking years. They, they, they sat around and didn't do shit. Look what Trump's putting out on the table. Look what Trump can do. Trump is so right. There is no more of these stupid waiting 10 years for a minor permit. Trump is putting a fucking green light and, a, and expediting this shit, and you got to love it. I am asking both parties – this is Trump, quote-unquote – I am asking both parties to come together to give us safe, fast, reliable, and modern <clears throat> infrastructure that our economy needs and our people deserve, Trump said. Tonight I am calling on Congress to produce a bill that generates at least $1.5 trillion and the new infrastructure investment that our country so desperately needs. Every federal dollar should be leveraged by partnering with state and local governments and where appropriate, uh, tapping into private sector investment to permanently investment to permanently fix the infrastructure deficit, Trump said. And we can do it, Trump said. Any bill must also streamline the permitting and approval process, getting it down to no more than two years and perhaps even one. Together, we can reclaim our great building heritage, Trump said. We will build gleaming new roads, bridges, highways, railways, and waterways all across our land. And we will do it with American heart and American hands and American grit, Trump said. Perfect. I mean, you, you really – I mean, what other president have we ever fucking heard give this sort of – saying they're going to fix all this stuff? saying, you know, they're going to, um, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable that we are seeing a president take action on these issues that are so important years after they should have been dealt with. And it just goes to show how lazy um, people in Washington are. 
the people in Washington are are lazy. Trump is absolutely right when he said it's a fucking swamp. You have all of you have all of these disasters with with our money being wasted, with our money with, with the, like the roads, you know, crumbling roads. You have all of these issues in America that haven't been fixed, that look like total crap. And we now have, I call Trump the savior of America because he's doing things that no other president has ever done or even come close to doing. Cannot. You know, I, I just can't fathom <clears throat> You know the small, the small amount of people that still want to rag on it, that still want to fucking hate on it. We have the majority of people waking up. We have we have all these people seeing the truth, that are seeing black unemployment at an all time low, that are seeing, um that are seeing the Hispanic unemployment at an all-time low. So if you really, if you really think about this, it, it's terrible when the Democrats, and they did this the other night, they did this and it was absolutely disgusting. They didn't clap. They did not stand up. They did not give any sort of positive acknowledgement to Trump's accomplishments with the minority communities, with the jobs, with all these regulations that are helping America. Democrats claim to be the the superheroes and the saviors for minorities and claim to be their biggest advocates. They claim to be the biggest advocates for for gays. They claim to be the biggest advocates for all these people. But yet when Trump uh, says there's all these good stuff going on with these communities, they don't acknowledge it. They don't clap. They don't fucking give him any sort of praise, the Democrats. You know why? Because it doesn't match their fucking agenda. It does not match their agenda unless they do it, unless it's something they come up with. And, and we all know the Democratic policies are absolutely horrendous. It's, all, it's socialism. It's communism. It's there to destroy America. It's there to put America under fucking water. Put us up like the other countries, like Venezuela. That's what Democrats want. The Democratic Party is not what it was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. The last good Democrat that ever served was John F. Kennedy. And those days are over. You don't have Democrats like that anymore. Getting back, getting to how pathetic the Democrats are, I want to play um, a clip from Joe Kennedy the other night. And, and this is so, this is fucking hilarious, and it's fucking ridiculous, and it's baffling how you have a white ginger fire crotch from one of the wealthiest families ever in history. You know, I, no, no disrespect to his uncle JFK. I love JFK. JFK is awesome. He's the best, and JFK would be ashamed of Joe Kennedy today uh, of what his nephew is doing and, and the idiot, idiocy that's coming out of his mouth. But anyways... Um, I want to get. Oh, Joe Kennedy comes from one of the most privileges, privileged families in America. Comes from the most privileged families in America, and after all, after all these times of Democrats playing identity politics, they put this guy up to bat. 
a white – and they talk about white privilege, Democrats, all the time. They talk about all this different stuff. And they want to put the guy from one of the wealthiest families in America up there. Communism for everybody. I'm going to play Joe Kennedy's clip. I want you guys to hear this real quick. And then I'm going to really get into specifics about Trump's amazing State of the Union speech. Um, but I'm on a fucking roll right now because the Democrats are pissing me off. I'm reading more stupid shit about them every fucking day. And it's getting fucking irritating. And it's so it, – it, it's retardation at its finest. It's retardation. I mean, come on. I'm going to play this right now, Joe. Joe Kennedy. Grab this right here. Firecrash Joe. Little guy Joe, little left dick. Let's go. This administration isn't just targeting the laws that protect us. They're targeting them. Oh, oh God, it got disconnected. But hold on, I'm reconnecting. Uh, play the whole clip right now. One, two, Joe Kennedy. God, he's a fucking pussy. He's a fucking baby. Such a fucking good. He's a terrible actor. This administration isn't just targeting the laws that protect us. They're targeting the very idea that we are all worthy of protection. For them, dignity isn't something you're born with, but something you measure by your net worth, your celebrity, your headlines, your crowd size. Not to mention the gender of your spouse, the country of your birth, the color of your skin, And to all the dreamers out there watching tonight, let me be absolutely clear. Ustedes son parte de nuestra historia. Vamos a luchar. Vamos a luchar por ustedes. Y no, nos vamos a alejar. You are part of our story. We will fight for you. So there you have it. He He will fight all of these illegals and put them on political props. And, you know, this, this is so irritating, aggravating. I mean, it's stupidity at its finest. The country's doing fantastic. But the Democrats, you know, they have to have their opposition. If they're not getting their way, if they're not getting what they want, it, it, it's like a little child. Um. You know, when he pouts and he pouts and he pouts. I mean, it, 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 it's opposition at its finest. And we saw right here, Joe Kennedy and the Democrats, and I've been saying this for a long time, and they put illegals before Americans. It can't get any more blatantly clear with that speech and with Nancy Pelosi, the mummy, that comes on every fucking day on the TV. And her, oh, God, she's so fucking repulsive. And she, oh, God, the face. And, oh, God. And she starts talking all the gibberish. And, I mean, it's, it's all about DACA. It's all about DACA. They, they, talk about Americans, you cunt. You fucking cunt. Talk about the American people. Be a patriot. Same with you, Chuck Schumer. Be a patriot. Talk about the American people. Stop putting illegal aliens and other motherfuckers that, first of all, are illegal in this country. Americans, American citizens, are the ones that should get the first, the first time, the first treatment should be first place. Not illegal aliens. You don't put illegal aliens in fucking first place. Never. And this is all the Democratic playbook. They don't care about illegal aliens. They don't give a fuck about those families. They don't give a fuck if they 
um, you know, if they're not getting something out of it. This is all for political gain. It's all for political, uh, um, um, political. You know, it really is. I mean, you, you think about what what this is. I mean, what, what's really what's really going on here? And it's scary in government that are putting illegal aliens before American citizens. That's not the way the Constitution was founded on. That's not the way the American dream, that's not what the American dream was founded on. That's not, that's not what America's about. And, you know, I've said this, I've said this on my show before, and it's a really good um, description on this whole DACA thing, you know, if your parents sneak you into Disneyland and you get caught, do they let, do they let you stay or do they kick you out because you didn't pay? I mean, if you look at America in a sense, it's a business. America is, America is a business. It's an absolute business. The way we, because if you think about anything, the number one thing you need to do anything productive and successful in this society is economics, a surplus in economics. You have the economy rolling to have everything rolling. When you have illegal aliens here costing the government billions of dollars a year, that's what a B, billions, how is that, how is that like productive? I get, I get, you know, there's a good, there's, there's a fraction of them that work or, or, or maybe half, but still, that other half that doesn't work, that's that's billions of dollars costing taxpayers, with you know with with them receiving welfare, with them receiving all these benefits, people coming across the border so easily, like it's nothing. And it's it's literally one of those things that you know you, you can't can't be tolerated. I mean, we, we aren't a nation without borders. We are not a nation without borders. We are a country of laws. We are a country of laws. You know, we, we, saw, we, we saw the Democrats a couple of years ago saying, fighting uh, against illegal immigration. So they, 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 weren't, they, were, they were saying that, they, you know, they, they didn't want illegals here and that illegals should follow the law. And now uh, it's it's total politics. And now they're all for illegals coming across. So the change of uh, you know the change of voice, the change of uh, motto. I mean, it, it, it's it's pathetic. We saw Barack Obama in a video leaked a few years ago um, saying, you know, people have to trust the obey the law at the border. They have to come here legally. And now all of a sudden he let them all. In. I mean, it, it, it's such a it, it's such a disaster. But getting getting back to uh, President Trump's uh, State of the Union um, speech, which is very important, um, I want to play you guys a clip uh, which basically sums up the entire um, State of the Union um, uh, speech, and, and it gives you all the great moments and uh, really cool um, things to listen to. So uh, it's about a four-minute clip. I want you to hear this. Very, very productive. Awesome. 
begin tonight by recognizing that the state of our union is strong. Since the election, we have created 2.4 million new jobs. Small business confidence is at an all-time high. The stock market has smashed one record after another. In April, this will be the last time you will ever file under the old and very broken system, and millions of Americans will have more take-home pay starting next month. We repeal the core of the disastrous Obamacare. The individual mandate is now gone. Justin's reverence for those who have served our nation reminds us of why we salute our flag, why we put our hands on our hearts for the Pledge of Allegiance, and why we proudly stand for the national anthem. The era of economic surrender is totally over. From now on, we expect trading relationships to be fair and, very importantly, reciprocal. Tonight, I'm calling on Congress to produce a bill that generates at least $1.5 trillion for the new infrastructure investment that our country so desperately needs. Tonight, I am calling on Congress to finally close the deadly loopholes that have allowed MS-13 and other criminal gangs to break into our country. We have proposed new legislation that will fix our immigration laws and support our ICE and Border Patrol agents. I am extending an open hand to work with members of both parties, Democrats and Republicans, to protect our citizens of every background, color, religion, and creed, and the sacred duty of every elected official in this chamber is to defend Americans, to protect their safety, their families, their communities, and their right to the American dream, because Americans are dreamers, too. We know that weakness is the surest path to conflict, and unmatched power is the surest means to our true and great defense. For this reason, I am asking Congress to end the dangerous defense sequester and fully fund our great military. We must modernize and rebuild our nuclear arsenal, hopefully never having to use it, but making it so strong and so powerful that it will deter any acts of aggression. Just signed, prior to walking in, an order directing Secretary Mattis to re-examine our military detention policy and to keep open the detention facilities in Guantanamo Bay. We need only look at the depraved character of the North Korean regime to understand the nature of the nuclear threat it could pose to America and to our allies. Tonight, we pledge to honor Otto's memory with total American resolve. But we should never, ever forget. The people dreamed this country. The people built this country. And it's the people who are making America great again.
You hear that, everybody? The people. The people. Trump says the people. We've never seen a president give this much attention, this much love, this much just this much support to the American people. Trump is 100% America first. And it's truly remarkable. You have a man that is so patriotic and so loving of this country, fighting for us every single day. He sleeps five hours a night. He's back up making another deal for us that's lucrative. You've got new companies announcing every day that they're giving bonuses in one year. President, some presidents can't even do a tax reform in their eight years of presidency. Trump has done more in one year than any president in history. You look at everything he has done, everything he has done for the American people. You look at every single thing. It's always the people. It's not for himself, like the past presidents have all been for themselves. You, you hear, you know, just all of the sincerity coming out of his mouth during, you know, these clips and during the State of the Union. It's all there. And every single day, I get more and more enthused and excited about Donald J. Trump. I've been excited since day one, since he announced his presidency, but every single day I want more. Trump is like a drug. He's like caffeine. You always want fucking more. You always want that adrenaline. Trump's like your favorite, your favorite song. He's like your favorite fucking sport. He's like your favorite weight in the weight room. You always want more. You want to pump it up. I mean, that, that's really what it is. I mean, the enthusiasm, the, the oh, my God. From the American people, the people, they're getting it. They're starting to get it. And that speech was so, it was so unbelievable. It was, it was perfect. It was flawless. Trump, Trump put everything on the line. America is the place to be. America is the place where everybody wants to do business now. Everybody's coming to us. Everybody's sucking our cocks. Everybody is wanting to be a part of us, affiliate with us, and, make, and, and do deals with us. Do you know why that is? And I've said this on my show several times. It's because of Donald J. Trump. This country, this economy, is more powerful than ever before. We have never seen these sort of days. We have never this is taking the economy to – I mean, we're on a whole new level with perfection in our country. We're making deals. When has anybody else ever seen a fucking president getting uh, – countries announcing $300 billion with a B deals uh, in, in because of that president. Every every single day, every other day, we see all these companies, Apple, J.P. Morgan, Boeing. We see all Comcast, AT&T. We see all these huge companies, Hostess. This, this, we see UPS. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, we, we, the State of the Union speech, you really, you really think about you know, all that – it meant so much. My eyes were glued to the TV during that State of the Union speech. And then you had all of these people protesting it, 
and you had all of these people that were that were totally against um, Trump, you know, just to get attention. You had the Maxine Waters of the world. You had, you know, you know uh, people from the from the Black Democratic Caucus that wouldn't stand that, that went but wouldn't stand when Trump said Black unemployment at an all time low. You had uh, Hollywood celebrities doing their own uh, boycotting. You had all this all this nonsense um, from from all these different groups. Uh, you know, about that speech. Jealousy, bitterness, fullness, you know, they're, and they're still, it, it, it's so, it's either two things with these celebrities and, and these Democrats. It, it's a couple of things. Either they're very fucked in the head, like seriously fucked in the head, or they just, they, they want to rule, they want to rule the world. And they're deliberately trying to mislead the American people. I'm pretty much 99% certain it's they're, they want to mislead the American people. Uh, they're 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 pretty smart, um, from what I can see. These celebrities, these 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 uh, elites, Democrat elites. Um, but I'm going to read some responses from these celebrities in Hollywood. It's so stupid and petty, but I'm going to uh, make you guys laugh for a second. Elizabeth Banks. I tried, I listened, but the amount of BS and stunts and questions raised that will never be answered made me throw my remote, and now I'm listening to Tom Petty and am a better American for it. Jeffrey Wright, can't even watch this vile, deceitful fraud and his bizarre cult of self-interested psychopaths. George Takei, the little boy rapist, the, the pedophile. I'm not watching some frozen orange gorilla read off a teleprompter. I've got better things to do, like alphabetize my spice cabinet. Sounds pretty gay, spice cabinet. Michael Moore, or fatty, of course, that fat piece of tranny duck, or whatever he is. I don't look at him. I don't know what he is. Hashtag I'm not watching. Hashtag you lie. Hashtag this is not us, and whatever. Oh, Mark Ruffalo, the, the loser, the loser of them all. Uh, fuck God, he's a loser. He's the he's the one that bashes on Trump the most. Standing up for the most vulnerable and voiceless among us is the noblest of traits. We must be noble and support our immigrant youth by demanding a Dream Act. Jesus, the entitlement, the entitlement. Whoopi Goldberg, no mention of Niger or of Sergeant David Johnson. No mention of these soldiers. Why not? Just asking. He actually did mention them. Alyssa Milano, what you didn't hear Trump mention in the State of the Union is proposed cuts to health care, housing, and food assistance to harm communities of color. Oh, God. I mean, he's doing the opposite. He's not harming the communities of color. I mean, you just see how out of touch these celebrities are, or they're, like I said, they're purposely doing this to brainwash their audience. But anyways, it was an absolutely terrific speech. It was flawless. It was, it was so – it was perfect. You couldn't have asked for a better speech. Um, there was a guy there, uh, you know, and he's a, he's a fucking hero, man. This guy's awesome. A North Korean uh, descendant, uh, Jai Seong, um, he was holding up his crutches after President Trump praised him. He got out of the North Korean communist China um, when he was young. And it's what a fucking story. I want to read this to you. It's crazy. Uh, G.C. Si Hong Ho, a North Korean descendant, held up his crutches during the State of the Union address Tuesday when the young man was recognized by President Donald Trump. 
this is so this is uplifting. This, this is so heartwarming. The powerful image of a young man lifting his crutches in defiance of a North Korean regime that once tortured him. I will never forget this moment. God bless you. So Trump, Trump said in the tweet, the powerful image of a young man lifting his crutches in defiance of a North Korean North Korean regime that once tortured him. I will never forget this moment. God bless you, Ji uh, Seong Ho. Uh, during the speech, Trump told Seong Ho story as it relates to the um, horrendous nature of the North Korean regime. One day he this here it is. One day, quote unquote, what Trump said during the speech about what happened to this uh, wonderful young man that's a fucking hero. He got escaped communism. Trump, this is Trump's words. One day he tried to steal coal from a railroad car to barter for a few scrapes of food, which were very hard to get. In the process, he passed out on the train tracks, exhausted from, from hunger, President Trump said. He woke up as a train ran over his limbs. He then endured multiple amputations without anything to dull the pain or the hurt. His brother and sister gave what little food they had to help him recover and ate dirt themselves, permanently stunting their own growth. Wow. Later, he was tortured by North Korean authorities after returning from a brief visit to China. His tormentors wanted to know if he'd met any Christians. He had, and he resolved after that to be free. Sing Ho traveled thousands of miles on crutches all across China and Southeast Asia to freedom. Most of his family followed. His father was caught trying to escape and was tortured to death. Today, he lives in Seoul, South Korea, where he rescues other defectors and broadcasts into North Korea what the regime fears most, the truth. Today, he has a new leg, but Sung Ho, I understand. But Sung Ho, I understand you still keep those old crutches as a reminder of how far you've come. Your great sacrifice is an inspiration to us all. Please, thank you. The audience applauded. Those are Trump's words. The audience applauded as Trump wrapped his remarks about Sung Ho. And Sung Ho, if you watched, it was absolutely so cool. He held up his crutch that he still carries today and still, you know, uh, remembers that moment. Uh, and, and all that he he overcame, all the adversity, all the challenges, all the obstacles, all the mountains he had to climb, and uh, it's remarkable. It truly is a remarkable story. Um, and uh, you know that's just that's just an example of you know how terrible communism is. You look at that, and and the Democrats want to turn people into that. They want to turn people into that sort of thing. They want they want. It's terrible. This guy had to escape it. You know, I hope this guy speaks more and really puts himself out there as kind of a public speaker and, and shows these um, people in, in, in our country and uh, around these college campuses. Because we know these college campuses are mind-fucked and brainwashed with liberal bullshit. You know, explain them the, the specifics and aspects and, 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 you know, about communism, about really what it fucking entails. It's not fucking cool, and it's not helpful. It does nothing, but it's misery. But God bless this kid, man. God bless this young kid. Seriously. I mean, it, it, it's, so, it's so cool when you have stories like this that, you know, can be put out there and people can get inspired by it 
and, and I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people saw that and listened to his story and, you know, probably got a different perspective and, and a different look on, you know, uh, how they vote. Um, a really good article came out. Um, I know I'm doing a huge segment on the State of the Union, but it's only once a year, guys, and it, it was it was perhaps the greatest speech in history. And there's so there's a lot of articles on it. Um, I'm almost done with this segment, but I want to get to another important article about this State of the Union that uh, came from Breibart. Um, President Donald Trump, for at least 1.8 million illegals, is part of his um, broader strategy to put Americans first. These four pillars will produce legis- quote unquote. This is what Trump said. These four pillars will produce legislation that fulfills my ironclad pledge to only sign a bill that puts America first. Trump declared in his 2018 State of the Union speech, as Democratic legislators sat in cold silence, some with their arms crossed, he added, we presented the Congress with a detailed proposal that should be supported by both parties as a fair compromise, one where nobody gets everything they want, but where our country gets the critics, critical reforms it needs. Awesome. Um, the framework plan is being firmly opposed. Um, by several pro-American immigration reform groups, unfortunately, including Numbers USA, partly because it does not reduce immigration inflow until 4 million foreigners on the immigration waiting list have arrived after 2030. So you look at this and what Trump's doing and putting it into perspective. He's still putting the people that want to have waiting in line to become legal first, and these people that are here have to wait a long time uh, and have to prove themselves. Also, the amnesty offer for 1.8 million dreamer illegals is expected to grow larger because of expected fraud by applicants to continued business advocacy for more imported workers and consumers. Oh, shit. Um, Democrats also oppose the trade, saying it is racist. Well, how is the trade racist? What the fuck? It's racist to have border security and laws? I mean, this is, this is how the Democratic Party can't be taken seriously. They're a joke. It is racist or excludes some of the dreamers, excludes the illegal immigrant parents who brought the dreamers into the United States, and reduces the future immigration of people yet to be selected as immigrants. Fuck. Many Democrats want to reject the other three parts of Trump's amnesty offer. Many wish to preserve the visa lottery, which brings in migrants from Bangladesh, Kazakhstan, and other, and other faraway countries. The Democrats also want to preserve the chain migration program, which allows individual immigrants to gradually import many additional members of their clans or extended families, and they want amnesty illegals to be able to vote in as little as three years. That's not fucking happening. They're not going to get that wish. Many Democrats also hate Trump's $25 billion border wall because it is a practical barrier for migrants trying to reach northern cities, but also because it's a symbol of Americans' independence in the world. So far, both political parties are far from agreeing to Trump's proposed deal, which if approved would prevent Trump and the GOP from running in the November elections on a pro-American platform against the Democrats' increasingly extreme pro-illegal policies. For example, pro-amnesty advocates cheered claim that Democrats have invited up to 31 streamers and illegal immigrants to, to attend, and they did Trump's State of the Union. Also, there were some boos. Uh, from the Democratic side of the audience when Trump described his plan of chain migration. Typical. Throughout the speech, Democrats sat in hostile silence as Trump described his four-part offer. A large part of the GOP audience clapped and cheered their president's speech, but many GOP immigration reformers declined to applaud because they're hoping to shrink or block the amnesty. 
Blah, blah, blah. So, let's see here. Okay, so it goes into specifics. Here are the four pillars of our plan. The first pillar of our framework generously offers a path to citizenship for 1.8 million illegal immigrants who were brought here by their parents at a young age. That covers almost three times more people than the previous administration covered. Under our plan, those who meet education and work requirements and show good moral character will be able to become full citizens of the United States over a 12-year period. The second pillar fully secures the border. That means building a great wall on the southern border, and it means hiring more heroes like CJ to keep our communities safe. CJ was a border um, uh, supervisor that was at the State of the Union event. Uh, crucially, our plan closes the terrible loopholes, ex loopholes exploited by criminals and terrorists to enter our country, and it finally ends the horrible and dangerous practice of catching release. The third pillar ends the Visa Lottery, a program that randomly hands out green cards without any regard for skill, merit, or the safety of American people. It is time to begin moving towards a merit-based immigration system, one that admits people who are skilled, who want to work, who will contribute to our society, and who will love and respect our country. The fourth and final pillar protects the nuclear family by ending chain migration. Under the current broken system, a single immigrant can bring in virtually unlimited numbers of distant relatives. Under our plan, we focus on the immediate family by limiting sponsorships to spouses and minor children. This vital reform is necessary, not just for our economy, but for our security and for the future of America. In recent weeks, two terrorist attacks in New York were made possible by the visa lottery and chain migration. In the age of terrorism, these programs present risks we can just no longer afford. It is time to reform these outdated immigration rules and finally bring our immigration system into the 21st century. These four pillars represent a down-the-middle compromise and one that will create a safe, modern, and lawful immigration system. For over 30 years, Washington has tried and failed to solve this problem. This Congress can be the one that finally makes it happen. Most importantly, these four pillars will produce legislation that fulfills my ironclad pledge to sign a bill that puts America first. So let us come together, set politics aside, and finally get the job done. Pro-American reformers describe Trump's amnesty offer as ill-timed, counterproductive, and as a betrayal of his voters and his supporters on Capitol Hill. For example, Fox News contributor, blah, blah, uh, many, many business groups are pushing the administration hard to allow the amnesty, partly because it reduces marketplace pressure to pay higher wages to their employers. Of course, for example, the Coach brothers, who are big donors of the Republicans, oppose the reform of chain migration and the visa lottery. So, you know, you got, you got really, really what you got here is you've got a mix of, you know, people's thoughts and um, ideas behind Trump's proposal. You know, you, you know, there's people that agree with it, and there, there's people that are against it. And there's also the, that, those that people that are like, whatever, you know, let them stay, you know, if they contribute to society. So I, I classify this, and I put this kind of thing in three categories. There's those people that are like, fuck no, I don't want them here. Make them follow the law. 
there's the there's those people that are like, well, you know, whatever they can, you know, they can stay if they can contribute to society. And then there are those people that are like, absolutely, no matter what. I don't care about their record. I don't give a fuck if they're uh, part of MSN th- MS-13 that, you know, want them to stay. So you got you – got, it's such a – it really is diverse on this issue. Do I think Trump's immigrant – you know, I, I agree with Trump on everything, 99.9%. I agree with Trump on 99.9% of everything he does. But this immigration policy, I go back and forth on. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of amnesty. And, you know, Trump's whole campaign, um, he fought against illegal immigration. And he said that, you know, these people uh, were going to have to come here legally. And, you know, I don't, I don't like to use the word shifting, but. You know, he's in talks of, 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 of doing that. He's in talks of, of, of you know, of, of giving a, a sort of amnesty, but it's, it's a more detailed amnesty plan than, than we've ever seen before. You know, this still allows the people in line to become legal citizens to, to come first. And, and these people, uh, you know, that are here illegally have a 12-year period basically to prove themselves. So – there's good in that. There's really good aspects to that. Um, but at the same time, I'm a very direct person. I'm a very firm guy. I like people following the law. And in a sense, when you give any sort of amnesty, I think it encourages people to still kind of see how far they can get. You give them a little leeway, like being here illegally, what else will they do? It, 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 it's basically, you know, you give somebody an inch, they walk a mile. And, that, and that's what I feel. Not all illegal immigrants, but I feel like a lot of illegal immigrants are entitled. With that being said, you know, um, there's obviously going to be very thorough background checks through, and Trump does give a sort of amnesty, like we said. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, as a Trump voter, I mean, I would prefer more if, if they would go over the border and come back legally because you look at all these people in line that have waited forever, um, you know, to become legal citizens and to work hard to become a part of American society. And, you know, it's kind of a slap in the face to them, the illegals that are here. You have, you have hardworking people that came here and became legal citizens. And then you got people that have been here 30 years and they still don't become illegal citizens and they're still classified as illegal. I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't like that part. You're like, you have all these years, bro, to go get legal like the other hardworking people that became legal and did the right paperwork. So, you know, it's one of those things um, that's totally a, a, a topic that I go back and forth on. But I would rather, like I said, see them, the illegals, go back and come here and do it the right way. Um, but the comprehensive, uh, extensive plan that Trump put into place, having these people prove themselves, you know, it's something I could live with. And I wouldn't prefer it, like I said, but, um, you know, the, the Democrats, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they have to get something. You know, I, I, not necessarily. I shouldn't say that. But Trump, Trump's a negotiator. Trump, you know, 
you know, we'll give, we'll, we'll be reasonable with them. Um, but, you know, Trump's going to get a lot in return if he's going to give this plan any sort of um, consideration to give to them. They're going to have to fucking get on their knees, the Democrats, and suck his – they're going to have to suck that cock. I mean, they're literally going to have to deep throat him, and literally they're going to have to get on their fucking knees because Trump's on offense. Trump calls the shots. Trump is the man. Trump is the real deal. Trump is in charge here. It's not Chucky Schumer. It's not, you know, it's not Nancy Pelosi. It's not. It's just, it's not, they're not in charge to deal with. Trump is the guy that they have to answer to. And that's what it is. That's really what it is. And isn't it lovely? Isn't it so great that um, we're, we're, we, we get to, we get to see a guy with giant brass balls. I mean, you, you want to talk about giant brass balls. Trump's got giant brass balls. The guy's bulletproof. You want to talk about the meaning of invincible? That's, that's, that's Donald Trump. These Democrats are terrified of him. These Democrats, you see, you see these people's faces at the State of the Union speech the other night. They are fucking clueless. Like they don't know what to do. Making angry faces, they're shaking, they're they're sweating because they know Trump's winning and Trump's Trump's is is killing it and making amazing things for the American people. And Democrats have their hands tied and are shaking because they don't know what to do. I love it, and we're exposing all of this crap, all of it. Every single, you know, thing is, and the importance is being, I love it. All righty, we have a caller on the line. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the call. I'm actually going to get to the caller right now. Hello? Hello, this is Gianni. Gianni. Gianni from New York. New York, you are all on right, the line. How right. are you, Gianni? Doing great, man. What's going on? Thank you for calling to, to calling into the Rory Sauter show. It's great to hear from you. Um, as you know, it's a uh, it's a huge day. I just spent uh literally about half an hour on, you know, pretty much the state of the union. Because I mean that alone, um, you know, there, there's just so much. I mean, there's so you know what I mean. So much to get to. Yeah, and so I really was enjoying uh, your whole show. You know, especially the uh, latter part where you was talking about you know the whole immigration thing. I really love that. Yeah, yeah, and, and here and, and here's the thing, Gianni. I want I want to ask your opinion. You know, and I want you to tell the audience. You're a you're a black Trump supporter, and Trump is not racist. Because there's liberals that don't like me that listen to this show. Right. Um, you want me to answer now? Yes. Can you please say that Trump is not a racist? Because there's liberals that listen to this show that you know constantly say Trump is a racist, and uh, I'm yeah. just, I, you know just lay, put the truth out there. Yeah, and not only am I black, I'm also half Hispanic too. 
you know, so Trump is not, he's not a racist. I mean, how possibly could you get him being racist from any, I know, you know, some of the things, you know, he said, but we have to understand that Trump is a New Yorker. You know, one thing about New Yorkers, we're very blunt, but he has never yep. said anything racist, but he t- he tells the truth. It's one thing we have to understand that the black community does not like the truth. When they, they, they're nope. mad because it took a white man to raise yep. to, to lower black unemployment. It, it, Obama yep, and I, raised black unemployment, and it had to go white man to lower it. It's, that's why we follow Obama like he's God, and that's why I say Obama was basically the antichrist of the black community because it basically damaged us, and it had us follow a false leader, and now we're so stuck up in Obama that we can't see anybody else, especially being white, uh, uh, helping us. Exactly, and here's the thing. You made the best point just now when you said, because I said this on my show before, a couple episodes ago I said this, the, it, it kills the blacks to see the white man doing the job that they wanted Obama to do, but Obama could never do it. It kills them. Yeah. It kills them because you know what? They're so stuck on the identity politics. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally like, you know, it's very sad, too, what Obama did to the black community in terms of <laughs> this talk, that's all the lies, the talk, saying how great he's doing for you, like, for them. Like, like he, he's lying. It's such a, it's disgusting. I mean, it's, it's totally disgusting. And, you know, I'm just, I just sit back and I just watch how, because when, okay, when, I'm going to be honest. But 2008, you know, I was in middle school, you know, you growing up in New York, you know, I was a total liberal. I was your liberal liberal because that's all yeah. I know. I didn't know anything about right. conservatism or yeah. anything New like York that. New York is, yep. New York is liberal, yep, yep. Yeah, so that's all I knew. And we was like, I was like, a black man is president? Like, what? This could be – but because I wasn't old enough to understand, you know, policy and things of that nature, I didn't know that this was the, the, uh, the final blow the black community to have them hooked it was like i'm telling you obama even in his book this is how i know obama's not stupid by a long shot he's very smart right. he knew what he was doing he right. had a book i watched uh, hillary's america and in the book he talks about plantation politics he talks yep. about it yep. in his own book and that's why i'm like he knows what's going on but guess what he filled his pockets he wanted money and that's what he got yeah, and you know, he he left office. He made sixty million dollars on a on on a book deal, and uh, people are still worshiping him. And he's basically like, "Fuck you guys, I'm gone. I can do whatever I say. I brainwash people, and that's all I do." I'm telling you, and it, it, it's it's it, I'm telling you, it's it's just coming, man. I mean, I, I know. I really pray for Trump, you know, every day, man, because I know that the Democrats America's have savior, man. Trump is America's savior, you know. I'm telling you, and, and and I'm telling you, they have just like they had. This is why, if people like to say, "Oh, JFK was a Democrat," you got conservative. Gotta if he was alive today, he'd be a conservative. Exactly, and not just that. The Democratic Party has always been racist, but the only thing is, JFK was a different kind of guy. And JFK you want me to tell you something? Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, continue. I was going to say something, but continue. I'll let you finish. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was like, JFK, that's why they killed him. Because he was actually doing conservative things, just like yep. Abraham Lincoln. They killed him. Everybody that does something, they always kill him. And that's why I pray over President Trump, because I know that the Democrats – I'm, I'm going to add this. Do you really think that train accident was a coincidence? I think that was a fucking setup by the American government. Oh, I'm telling by you. The elite, what is the by the elite, by the leftists, by the leftist elite. Yes. I mean, how did that just happen, bro? How did it just happen? Come on. Like, there's no way. Yeah, how did that? I mean, and they were they were willing to take everybody out. That's what they wanted to do. I'm, I'm, you're dealing with, like, evil. That's the whole point. You're dealing with a bunch of evil uh, in high places. And that's one thing where I, I posted something on Facebook a long, a long time ago, and I was like, uh, Republicans, we have to we have to fight hard. And I don't mean, you know, physical fighting like Antifa, um, but I mean, like, we have to fight with policy. We have to, you know, post on Facebook, go to marches, and Reach out to people. Do go on blog shows. We have to fight hard that way with intelligence, because that is what we. What, that's what we're up against now. We are in a civil war right now. It might not be like the eighteen hundred civil war, but it's a new civil war, and it's with your intelligence, and that's what we got to fight. That's what we're fighting. It's so, it, it, dude. It, you're so absolutely right. And the, when I interrupted you a second ago, I was just, I was gonna say. When you were talking about JFK, you know, I, I said he'd be a conservative if he were alive today. And so would Martin Luther King. And I always say that to people. Martin Luther King would be a conservative because he was for everyone. He would be appalled by the Democratic Party today. He would be appalled. Oh, my God. Oh. And the, Democrat, the Democrats always want to, take, want to claim Martin Luther King like he was one of them. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, even Alvada King, his niece tells you he was a staunch Republican. He was a huge Republican. But the only reason why he, you know, kind of leaned to the Democratic Party is because they were willing to give, you know, the rights and things like that. But I go deeper into it, and I study about, uh, what is it? I think it's Barry Goldwater. And oh, yeah, he's great. He he, he's from Arizona, where I am. Yeah. He was, but what he he wasn't a racist. He's the one that started one of the NAACP chapters, and yeah. what he was saying is so true. He was like, "This bill is not as good as we think it was." They already Republicans already had passed the bill dealing with civil rights. Plus, if you want to go uh, even even further uh, in that bill that was passed, you know, with the Lyndon Johnson and all the other stuff, guess what? Yeah. It was more Republicans that voted for it than Democrats did. The Democrats were the ones that didn't like it. They hated Lyndon B. Johnson because he did that. But it was it was this is said, and this is proven fact that he said this. He said, um, uh, these niggers, that's what he said. I'm going to be honest. These niggers are getting pretty uppity these days. Democrat. I'll have them vote yeah. for Democrats. They'll be voting Democrats for 500 years. That's what he said, and look what's going on now. I mean, yeah, and he did say that. That, that, that actually is true. And, but I mean that's but that's the thing though, and it it came true. Look at it. You're right. Look what's happening now. <laughs> it was like the and, biggest, like, yeah. It's like the biggest what? Go ahead. I said yeah. I said it's like the biggest magic trick of all time. It's like the biggest trick of all time. 
and that's why Martin Luther King, people like to say, oh, I have a dream one day, you know, and say all this, you know, I have a dream speech. But watch all of his uh, videos at the end before they killed him. He was saying, he told the U.S. government, he said, be faithful to what you said on paper. That's what he said. That, that was a speech the day before he died. Be true to what you said on paper. And plus, there was another video. He said, my dream turned into a nightmare because what I thought was supposed to happen never happened. And it turned into a nightmare. And then guess what? After all that civil rights bill and all this other stuff, look what happened. Uh, um, the fathers and black families started to leave. Now ghettos are being built. And now a bunch of people are living in ghettos now. And you know, all, every, the mothers are on welfare. Nobody's working. The black family is destroyed. And now the Democratic Party has a hold on black people again, and this time for years. And it's been a generational curse ever since then. Because before Civil Rights Bill, even though it was a struggle, we have to think about this. Black people were doing way better, to be honest. I mean, look at Martin Luther King's house. If you look at Martin Luther King's house, where him and his family lived at, this is before yeah. he was even, you know, really nationally known. It was a right. cool house. It was a big, beautiful house in Georgia. Most of these, Michael yeah. Max, most of these black families were together and they had beautiful homes. And then afterwards, yeah. the fathers are out of the house. And now that's when you have the mothers on welfare. And then everything goes downhill from there. And, you know, you know, you bring up, you, those are all excellent points. You know, you bring up really good points there. And you're absolutely right. <laughs> And and if you look at all these liberal cities like Detroit, Chicago, um, you look at all of these different places run by liberals, they don't clean up the fucking ghettos. These politicians, they're pocket the money, and they say they're helping these black communities, but they're fucking liars. Oh, my gosh, man. It, it, they they – I mean, even you know, in New York. Look at Baltimore. Look at all of these. Look at what. Look at Baltimore. I mean, there's so many different examples. You know. I was just talking to somebody about that. The whole Baltimore thing. I watched this video, and this girl was like, "Oh, I don't like Trump too much, but why are we blaming him for you know the school not having any heat? The schools you heard about that? (laughs) The schools in Baltimore didn't have any heat. This is not a Republican city." This is owned by Go Democrats. Go talk to your local officials. Jesus. Exactly. This is Maryland, Baltimore. This is a whole. It's a liberal state. So you can't say anything about Trump or Republicans. Go to your liberal people that care about you so much, or AKA <laughs> your plantation owners or whatever. Go to yep. them and then beg them yep. for it. Did they give them anything? Oh, I think not. And yet, and you know what? You're at, You know what? I was talking about this. I've talked about this several times on my show. When you say plantation, you're absolutely right with these Democrats. They want to control everything people do, your health care, your insurance. They want to control your welfare, your food stamps, how much money you get. They want, they want universal pay. That's, uh, that's no different than plantations and slavery. That's the same fucking thing. It's just, you know, it, it's the way uh, the Democrat philosophy uh, is today. It's pathetic. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, um, look, look at you. Look at that. That's the definition of communism. Everything they want to do, they want control of everything. They want to tax the shit out of you. They want 
all these people to pay money to people that just sit on their asses all day and don't earn it. I mean, it, it's just it, it, it's so un-American. Like, there's nothing American about the Democratic Party. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, dude, and this is so I – want, I want people to notice this one, one thing. And if you're a liberal up here, please listen closely. Yes, please. You would please think, do it. I want you – I want you to see before Trump came in, before Trump even came in, there's eight years, eight, nine years of, of Obama, all right? There was not a lot of talk like you hear about race and remember the whole old. Exactly. I talked statues. about this. Yeah. Why did exactly. it turn out the statues when Obama was in office? Well, if it was so serious. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here, yeah. Uh, you, you cut out for a second. So if it was so serious, keep talking. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, so I was saying Obama, all the years that Obama was in there, why didn't they tear down these statues? Why didn't they yeah. fight for Black Lives Matter? Why didn't they fight for – and they didn't care. Look, at you. these videos are popping up on Facebook all of a sudden of Chuck Schumer, Hillary Clinton talking about, like you said uh, earlier on in your show – about illegal immigrants. And he even said, this is what's funny, Chuck Schumer even said calling them undocumented immigrants is not good because it softens the issue. They are illegal yeah. aliens. And the Democrats don't care anything about any of these people. They just want to be in power, and they are willing to use it. And another thing, the, the, the whole Donald Trump, you know, when it comes to DACA and him with the bill and the wall, you yeah. can see that the Democrats are not really – they don't put the money where their mouth is because – He's covering, he's planning on covering more than what the past administration even had covered. Right. And they still are like kind of reluctant, like, oh, we don't know. That's because they're trying to use immigrant, illegal immigrants as a political pool. That's all it is. They it's need the vote. Typical Democrats. They, need, they yeah. need those votes, bro. Um, and here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Obama. You're absolutely right. There, was, there wasn't racial divide until Obama came in. Obama started the race wars. Obama started the dividing. Oh, everything, there was no race. I mean, and now all, today, all of a sudden everything's racist and hateful today. Like, shut the, like, these people need to shut the fuck up. Like, there's nothing racist or hateful about any, like, Obama divided this country more than anybody in history. Oh, dude. Everybody's so offended today. Everybody's so offended by everything. People need to just shut the fuck up and stop whining. Everything's Trump's fault. Yeah. Everything's Trump's fault. I'm so sick of the Democrats. I'm, I'm telling you, and, you know, it, it is just like I sometimes, like, I, I, I scroll through social media, and I, uh, I read a lot of, you know, people that I know, you know, that, you know, that don't like Trump, and, and you know, they share uh, – the probably yeah. Democrats bullshit, you know, and yeah. I'm just like, how, like, deceived, like, can you be? Like, I don't, I just don't understand. And then Maxine Waters, a swamp creature, you know, she comes oh, out God, with her the tranny, loud mouth. The tranny, the James yeah. Brown tranny. Yeah, exactly. And she comes out with her loud, her loud mouth, which I, I yeah. hate. And, and she, that she doesn't care. She just wants the money. Who's racist? Did you see what she said? Um, and this was news today. Uh, there should be a parental advisory warning when Trump comes on the TV for all children. Maxine Waters, what? are you kidding me? 
Have you heard some of the shit that comes out? What? I didn't know she said that today. I never heard that. Yeah, and I was like, are you kidding me? I've heard some of the shit that comes out of her mouth, and it's absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) What a hypocrite. It's so fake. It's, it's, It's like, it's to the point where, I mean, people say, oh, well, you know, Trump said shithole. Well, the definition of a shithole was even if 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 he even said it, the definition of a shithole is an right. extremely dirty or organized place. That's all right, and you, which is true. Yes, the and these countries are shitholes. I mean, how else do you describe them? And you're right. If he said it, we don't even know if he said it. The the first person that came up with the rumor that he said it was a Democrat that's well, known to lie, Dicky Dicky Durbin, Dicky Durbin. <laughs> that was the guy that originally came up with that rumor, and there were a lot of people that said Trump never said that. But let's just say Trump did. At least Trump's honest. Right. You, you know, that's what I'm I want, about. Yeah, I want to ask you about something really, really important here. Um, the other night at the State of the Union, um, the, the black, uh, the Congressional Black Caucus members refused to stand when Trump uh, announced uh, black unemployment being at an all-time low. Can you believe that? Did you see that shit? Yes, I, I saw it, yes. With the little shameful African stuff they had Shameful, on. man. Dude, let me tell you. You, you want to know why the NW, I used to work for the NAACP, too, which is – I used to march with them in Raleigh and everything, Raleigh, North Carolina, everything. So yeah. I know this whole – Black leadership stuff. So, the Congressional right. Black Caucus, NAACP. What the fuck do they do for black people? They don't do anything. All they do is right. complain, and that's the thing. They are worried about if Trump makes everything good for black people, they will go out of business. Even Booker T. Washington. There was this quote, man. I forgot what exactly it said, but it talked about. Um, how there's a class of uh, colored people, you know, at his time they said colored people, but black people um, that are nothing but complainers. They don't want to create or invent. They just like to complain. And that's the basis. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's the basis of what he said, uh, Booker T. Washington said. And that's what they, that's why they're mad because what what does NAACP do? I want to know what is what they, they are originally, they, you know, fought for black rights and, you know, things in that nature. What do they do now except march and complain about white people? That's all they do. White, white, whitey did this, whitey did that, whitey did. You know, it, it's all about white wolf. White people are the worst people in the world. Um, it, I mean, it's ridiculous, man. It doesn't even have any substance anymore. That's the whole point. It's so like it's so outdated. Like, what's the point of having an NAACP no more? What rights are you fighting for? I mean, dude, I go to school. I have a good job. Right. What? I mean, there is no white person holding me down for anything. They're not beating me on the head. They're not pushing right. me around, not calling me yeah. N-word. Yeah. Obama, a black president, was elected twice, and you yeah. still think this whole country is just super racist. I'm like, come on, man. Give me a break, man. Give yeah. me a break, man. I was like, the only thing that's racist is the Democrats using other races. Against white people, so they're now they're trying to target white people to get back in power. That's what that is, right? And that and that's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, they are totally trying to 
it's, it's all about race baiting. It's all about starting a race war. I mean, you really look at what's <laughs> go. You really look at what's going on, and it, it's almost like they, they like the, the, the dividing. They like. Um, like they like the dividing, like they don't. Um, they they don't want they don't want peace. They don't want they don't want what they're they don't want you know uh, the attention from the president. You know they say they want all these issues fixed, but the, you know what they need to do is talk to the person that can fix it, and that's Trump. But they won't talk to him. All they'll do is hate on it. Now, it's not nothing about it is constructive. Yeah. Exactly, and it's like even Trump said, "Schedule a meeting with the Congressional Black Caucus, and we can meet and do something." They denied. I'm like, so you called him racist? He said, "Oh, come on, we can talk about you know things to do." They denied it, and then second, like the uh, what is his uh the JFK's uh, nephew, like Tommy Lawrence said, you know, the lip dick. Guess what? <laughs> he with his old you know speaking Spanish bullshit, which he thought would would actually pull people in. It's all race baiting. That's what it is. Like you said in the in the um earlier on the show, this guy's one of the most richest families, wealthiest families, you know, in the world in, in America. Like right. what is he how did, what how does he, he know about immigration? It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Uh I think it's totally ridiculous. It absolutely is. Like, that guy, you know, that, that guy, and he's a fucking dweeb, man. That guy's a fucking dweeb. And now all, the, now all the Democrats are raving about him like he's a fucking hero, and he's some fucking, uh, you know, he's like a god. Like, they're, they're, he's so, oh, my God, he was so amazing during that speech. Are you fucking kidding me? The guy's like, uh, he... Dude, he's he's really he's really wimpy. Like if you like the just very like it's oh god he he belongs in the Democratic Party. He is so wimpy when he talks. His mannerisms, his body language. Yeah, he's nothing but he was just a probably a huge nerd in school, most likely. That's what that was. But yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's yeah, it's it's all you know just. A bunch of BS. I mean, that's what it is. To the, at the end of the day, you know, when I read, you know, stupid stuff that people come up with, like, oh, well, you know, the the, the solar eclipse is racist, math is racist, this is racist. That I'm just like, do people see through the bullshit or people just want to believe this stuff? I don't see how. And that's why I love Tucker Carlson, man. He just, like cuts through the bullshit so much with people on his show, man, and that's why I love him so much, but yeah, dude. Well, he, yeah, he's the greatest. I love that guy. Um, I watch him on a nightly basis. Um, I like him and Hannity. Him and Hannity are the real deal. Um, yeah, they, re- they really are, and, and, and here, here's something I, you know, for instance, you know, I post all this stuff daily, like, you know, updates what's going on in the country with the economy. We have more businesses giving their uh, companies $1,000 bonuses for tax reform. Lowe's just announced today they're giving $1,000 bonuses to all to all their employees. And Lowe's, one of the biggest companies, um, Hostess, the dessert 
um, the dessert products mm-hmm. are giving their employees a year of free snacks and um, big raises and big uh, tr- contributions to their 401k. Wait, say that. Wait, say that again. Did you hear? Did you hear the Lowe's part? No, I'm talking about the last part. It's kind of unbelievable. Say, I'm like, that's why I said say that again. On the host, you're talking the hostess uh, is giving their employees um, a, a, like a thousand dollars in bonuses and a 401 contribution to their 401k plans and a year of free snacks. Oh my god, dude! They and make I, Twinkies. Oh that's the brand. That's the brand that makes Twinkies. I'm just. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. Every day we have a new company, a big company, announcing either a, a, a bonus, a pay raise, or an investment in our country. We never, ever had that with Obama. Obama didn't even ever get one huge investment, ever. Oh, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I had a debate on Facebook, and this guy, I saw this guy, he was like, oh, well, uh, you know, all this is happening because of Obama. Oh my God. Or you know, yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, how dumb could could you like be to even um, try to say that that Obama started? I'm like, if that's the case, Trump will not be president because if you go to places that I've been, I've been to West Virginia, I've been uh, to the Midwest, I've been to all these places where you know in the '60s businesses were flourishing and companies were flourishing. And the middle class yeah. was flourishing. And now you go there now, and it's nothing but people that can hardly afford food. And all they do is just, you know, they don't have nowhere to work. They work at some corner store, and they're 45, 50 years old. And I'm like, this is not right, man. This is not right. And if people say, oh, well, that's because um, um, they're not helping them because they want to help poor people. I'm like, poor people are still poor, and they got more poor under Obama. People were, like, yeah. if you look at food stamps, look at welfare, look at um, uh, uh, unemployment, look how many businesses left. I mean, and look at Detroit. Did you hear Trump's speech uh, where he said, uh, I think it was at the State of the Union, where he talked about he wanted to bring, you know, the businesses back to Detroit. Did you hear that part? Yes, and the, yep, and he Florida is. City, yeah. Chrysler, Chrysler and all the big car companies have made announcements uh, that they're bringing all – because you know Detroit is known as the Motor City, and that's where um, a lot of the car companies left after the 2008 crash, and now they're coming all back. So this is huge for the city of Detroit and could really rebuild their economy. And, you know, in Detroit, they really need some uh, – uh, um, not – you know, it's just some positive politicians, not the corrupt ones that have been dr- drowning their city. So, I mean, there, there's different things that are really going to contribute to Detroit. So, it's a good thing. It really is. Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you, but, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's a, there's a couple things um, that I have right here in front of me. There was a new poll conducted um, oh, after the Trump gave his State of the Union address, and uh, 50, 59% of Americans um, um, favor building the wall, 41% oppose. So you have 59% that favor it, 41% that oppose. This was a CBS poll. Um, As you know, CBS is very liberal, so 
I imagine that uh, it's a lot higher than 59% that want the wall. But still, nonetheless, margins of favorability uh, for the people that want it are pretty significant. I mean, there's a lot more people that you can see that want it, you know. Right. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's a necessity, man. It needs to happen. It really does. Yeah, I I believe that the wall uh, definitely it it needs to be built because I mean I'm just I, I'm just thinking about you know um, I watched a documentary on YouTube you know about you know illegal immigration and how yeah. people get here and if you think about it people like to yeah. say oh well you know we we they complain about drugs they complain about gangs I'm like where did this stuff come from think about this. All illegal guns don't are not made in America. They're made overseas. And people right. are not getting this stuff. And that's why we need great, large, big, huge borders to cover all the cover to cover all the places where they can leak in and uh, sneak in because that's what's going on. This is what's going on right here. Let's say you have uh Julio, Jose, whatever his name is. And let's yeah. say he's you know, 13, 14 years old. This is a story that I'm making. And, you know, there's a lot of terrible things going on. You know, he's trying to run away from things. And he finally makes it through the border. But yeah. guess what? Guess how they're getting through? If people don't tell you this, people think they just walk through and they It's they, easy, they yeah. It's, it's and, so easy. It, it's been so fucking easy. I've seen some of the demonstrations of how easy it is to get across. True. Yeah, and the gang members are getting them and bringing them over here and then establishing them and putting them in, into the gang. And then that's yeah. how things grow. And then that's how you move drugs. That's how you push drugs across the border, and everything yep. comes through. That's exactly how it's being done. So what Trump is yep. saying is, look, we need to have a big wall, which is going to make it extremely hard. For them to yep. even try to get over it or go through it, you yep. can't do it. And that's how no. drugs are going to stop pouring in our country. Exactly. It's so true. So true. Um, so true, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely it, – it really is. I mean, it's one of those things that it's going to stop. It's going to save so many lives. It's going to stop a majority of the crime that's happening. I mean, there's so many good positive variables that come come with it. Um, I, I want to move. I want to move on, but I really want to ask you about um, this. The, the, a topic came out today, and uh, you know, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. But um, you know, every cable news network except Fox ignored Obama for and photo. Can you fucking believe that shit? Wait, say that again. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that last part. Every cable news network except Fox ignored Obama, Barack, and Photo, the Muslim Islam leader. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Farrakhan, yeah. Yes, the, everybody ignored it. And I knew, I was like, oh, Here, my I'm, God. I'm going to read, I'm gonna read, the, I'm gonna read this real. I'm going to read this real quick. This is from Breitbart. A review of media monitoring services reveals that every cable news network except Fox News has thus far ignored or downplayed the story of the suppressed 2005 photograph 
of Barack Obama with Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. How do you, is it Farrakhan? Yeah, it's Farrakhan, yeah. Okay. And we all know that, you know, this photograph was released last week, um, and the media has totally um, been silent on it. It's ridiculous. I mean, that just goes it, to show the liberal, ma- the liberal mainstream media covers him up, protects him. Can you believe that? Not one mainstream media outlet mentions that photo. Do you realize that people knew about that photo? And this was even talked about on Fox. Obama would have never became president. Do, oh, my gosh. That is – even Louis Farrakhan said it himself. He said if, if, that, if he would have released the photo – because that's the CBC had it, and he said if they were to release the photo, Obama would never came president, and that's why if you I remember watch I remember when I was in I think it was was in eighth grade yeah I think it was eighth grade when um I was I had I had to do a uh, we had we we would watch debates in class and right. we would have to take notes on it. And I remember uh, Hillary Clinton telling, "Oh, you need to denounce Louis Farrakhan and do this and do." And 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 here's the thing: I'm looking through. If you listen to Louis Farrakhan, yeah, he's actually he called Hillary Clinton evil. He called her evil, and I was kind of shocked to hear Louis Farrakhan, you know, say that Hillary Clinton was an evil woman and. Um, uh, she's a terrible woman in everything. But then I, I then this picture released, and you know I, I got confused, and I was just like, wait, wait, something. Oh, look, something's not right with this whole um, Obama and Louis Farrakhan thing. And I watched the video on Instagram, and he even said himself, he said, him and other people got Obama elected as senator, and he said. Privately, him and other people in the government got Obama elected president, and I was blown away. And this is this is Louis Farrakhan himself telling you how it happened. And I'm like, that whole deep state and the thing you said about secret societies and all that. Yeah. I'm like, that is a big thing. I was like, the reason he called Hillary Clinton evil then is because they were going. He was she was going against Obama, so of course he's going to pick the black man and play the race issue. And I was just sitting here, and I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, how could you have that much power that you get a man elected? And then Obama, you know, he says, oh, I denounce, I denounce, I denounce, and I denounce him and all this other stuff. And like you said, and like he's not denouncing, he's just saying it because he wants to be president. He, Louis Farrakhan himself even said he did not release the photo, so Louis Farrakhan did not take any uh, problem. With him, de- with him denying him on stage, as long as he got in the president's office, he did not care what happened. And to think that this is coming out now, it's right. just like, how? What are the odds? After all the years of Obama, it just now is released. People right. just like right. the Trump video where he was like, "Oh, grab him by the pussy." Did you really grab him? Hey, grab him by the pussy. Video? <laughs> Yeah, did you really think they didn't know anything about that video? They who they they knew about this video every year, but of when Donald course. Trump ran, they were like, "I right, we know where to go to, to to try to stop him." 
right on the election. Guess what they do? They come out with that video. Oh, Trump's that grab my. I'm like, well, Bill Clinton had freaking oral sex in the freaking Oval Office. I was like, every man deals with you know his his troubles and with girls. I'm like, right. it's so much fake. Yeah, I'm like, it's so much fake outrage. And I don't mean to say that you know I think of women as uh, low or you know I like to degrade women, but I'm just saying, like, come on, dude. I mean, Donald Trump is a billionaire from New York City that's been around girls all his life. But right, right, that, yeah, yeah. And to go back to you know the whole Louis Farrakhan thing, I'm like, there's a video of Obama that came out recently where he said that uh, he likes to eat ribs and pussy. This is on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it. This is on YouTube where Obama, this is a video of him saying that. Then there's another video of him calling Kanye West, um, uh, uh, what did he say? Uh, uh, he's a, Oh, he's a jackass. You know, there's another video, Joe Biden cursing. Joe Biden yeah. filling up on little, I'm like, all this stuff is coming out now. Why didn't it come out through all those years? That's because they knew they had right. a video. They knew they had it. Right. People just—it was just brave people that leaked it now to show the hypocrisy. Yeah, and the mainstream media—they've been doing it for years. They—they um, cover—they cover up um, for Obama and the Democratic Party. We've seen it, and and I've said this on my show before, and I'll say it again that, not, like I—I've always give statistics. of the mainstream media is controlled by the Democrats, and then you get that 3%, the small 3% that is fair to conservatives. But all the media pretty much, I mean, besides Fox, man, it's fucking all Democrats. Yeah, I give, give, uh, what is it, uh, ABC News a little leeway. You got some people on ABC that's fair. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a, you know, conservative thing by far. No, I'm not saying that. But I give them a little leeway because you got some um, um, people up there that do uh, just stick straight to the news. They don't go to fake news. They don't make up stuff. So ABC News, I give them a little leeway, but they are mostly liberal. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this this photo, um, it just goes to show, you know, the corruption and um, just how dirty Obama really is, and you know, it, it, it's obviously not much to be get get into specifics on, but it, it's just it's so visible, it's so apparent. You know what I mean? It's like it just it gives it all away of who he really is as a person. Yes, it really does, man. Anybody yes. that praises the leader of Islam is a piece of shit. I don't care. You know what? Obama's a piece of shit, and you know his wife is just as bad as he is. Oh, yeah, that that, that whole thing, I'm just, I just look at it, and to me, it's just so, it's something. Michelle Obama's a dude, man. She's got the size of linebacker arms, bro. She's a dude. Wait, wait, hey, I I don't think I heard that correctly. You said Michelle Obama's a guy? I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost certain that she's got the arms of a football player. I mean, yeah, and there's all, definitely has, there's all uh, these, and Alex Jones was talking about it that there's these reports from back in the day of 
like, you know, um, sex changes, but it was never confirmed. But uh, Obama on Hot Mike has called Michelle Michael many times. Like, and you can tell he, he's saying Michael. He's not trying to say Michelle. There's just certain there's certain things, and that's one small example. But there has been reports that where Obama grew up, he was attracted to trans, transvestites, and there's all these different things that have came out. Because he grew up in a foreign country, and there's a lot of uh, trans, there's a lot of tranny uh, culture over there. Um, in these, there's, there's some weird shit from from where he's from, apparently. Dude. I've never heard that in my life. That just literally freaked me out right there. Everything you just you, said. Yeah, just it's, some, it's, me some, out. it's something you. It's something you and I will have to discuss, and you'll have to go on YouTube or go online and read a little bit about it. But it it really um it made it made sense to me. Like like you know I, I'm not you know I'm not uh, I'm just trying to say the truth. I mean I'm just go by what I see and what I read. But um right something something um. Something that's on all of our minds. I'm going to switch topics just briefly. So, like you and I talked about today, um, they, this was confirmed a couple hours ago. A White House official confirmed to reporters that President Donald Trump has read the House Intelligence Committee FISA memo. Mm-hmm. That committee voted, voted to release it to the public and plans to release it on Friday, tomorrow, which I will be having a special show tomorrow just because of the FISA memo being released. Um, Gianni, you, uh, you plan, I'm planning to call in, um, and we'll have a lot to, there'll be a lot to talk about tomorrow. Um, so absolutely, I want to read about this, uh, this quick article real quick. Um, the, the official confirmed that officials in the white house examined the memo to check for classified information, but that the president was comfortable with the release as long as Congress approved it. A second official confirmed to Breitbart news that the document would likely be released on Friday. Quote, unquote, the president is okay, is okay with it, an official told reporters after they boarded Air Force One with the president after his speech in West Virginia. I doubt there will be any, re, any, um, any redactions. It's in, Congress, it's in Congress' hands after that. In response, minor, Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer um, demanded Speaker Paul Ryan remove Noons, Devin Noons, as chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, accusing him of dangerous partisanship. Other Democrats warned that Republicans were endangering national security and damaging the reputation of the FBI by voting to release the document. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, shit's about to hit the fan, bro. Oh, my God, dude. It's a fire, man. It's a fucking fire. Like, literally, like, they don't, like, this is, this is worse than Watergate, bro. This is worse. This is worse. I, I'm really, I really pray that, you know, Hillary Clinton and all those goofballs get locked up. I I mean, I'm just being honest, man. Like, and this is, you, do you think, uh, what is the guy, what's the name? He just quit, um. The guy who worked for the FBI, he just quit. Uh, he's not seeking re-election. Andrew McCabe, and, and I want Andrew McCabe. I, I mean, like, I'm talking about Trey Gowdy, though. Oh, yeah, Trey Gowdy. Oh, Trey Gowdy. But Andrew McCabe was on the so, FBI, and he recently resigned. Oh, Trey Gowdy. Yeah, Trey Gowdy is retiring. Yeah. I believe that Trey Gowdy, I don't know for what reason, you know, that FBI He doesn't want to be a conflict uh, of interest. 
Yeah, th- well, not just not just that. I believe he does not. I feel like he believes that there's something dangerous in doing that because you know how the government works. You know how they take out people. You know how they they'll oh, yeah. kill you if you try to reveal something. And I yep. believe Trey Gowdy yep. is scared out of his mind, and he for him for Trey Gowdy to quit to just say I'm not seeking reelection. It's time to go. The way he said that, I'm like. This is something evil. He knows that there is something uh, where people are planning plan, uh, planning to kill. That's why we better keep the Republican Party and, and Donald Trump in you know huge prayer because there's a yeah. lot of things I believe that they're they're coming from people's head. I honestly believe that for if this, this being released. Absolutely, and and Trey Gowdy. Uh, said he's going back to work in the justice system, so he, he's go. He's not yeah. like he's he's going to go. He's working in a different department. But if you noticed, all these Democrats are flipping out, saying, "Don't release the memo. Don't release it." They're scared out of their minds. And Andrew McCabe, who was overseeing um, certain things, recently uh, dis- resigned because there was anti bias with him and Trump. Um, and him doing the investigation, and this all goes to, relates to the FISA memo. This is a fucking fire, man. <laughs> it's a fire, man. This is this, this is getting serious. Like this is probably out of all of Trump's presidency, and we've seen a lot of events occur. This is by far going to be the most intense. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like so. Uh, how do you say it? Um, uh, I'm just so ready to see what's in that thing because when that thing is released, man, there is no telling what's gonna happen. There's no telling what's gonna happen in uh, America, man. I, I feel yep. like a lot of people are just gonna start dropping, especially in the Democratic Party too. They're just gonna drop out, or they're either gonna be locked up, or they're gonna be exposed. Right, right. exactly, and, and it's gonna be freedom for the American people because we're gonna see all the evil shits. That we're doing stuff behind our back, we're gonna see so much, man. It's not. I believe this is gonna put so much many things into perspective, and people are gonna see the fucking light that are fucking asleep. They're gonna see the light. They're gonna wake the fuck up. People that you know are in. You know, this for the people that um, you know are calling this a hoax and calling this. Uh, you know, this is Russia. You know, they're about to be in, in for a rude awakening. The Democrats. I, I, they're in for a rude fucking awakening. I mean, it's worse than Watergate. Everyone that's read it on the Repu- the Republican side has said that it's bad, it's terrible. And, 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 and this is another point. Trump would not be releasing this document if it wasn't something serious and it wasn't something that we should all see. Bottom line, period. <laughs> Man. Um... You know what I mean? If Trump, if Trump is releasing it, it's legit. One hundred percent legit. Exactly. It's legit. One hundred percent legit. Hey, I mean, I'm just telling you. Go ahead. Yeah, we're we're on a a, kind of a time frame. I want to get to another topic with you real quick. Um, But the releasing the memo, you and I are going to discuss this on the show tomorrow. It's going to be released. Um, You know, there's a there's going to be a lot to it. There's going to be a lot to it. Um, I can't wait though. Um, I want to talk yeah, to you. I want I want to get your input on this Las Vegas shooting. Um, it recently came out, 
and it's baffling. And, and it, it's, it, I mean, I, I kind of knew uh, this guy didn't act alone, and now they're saying there's a second person of interest. Oh, what? Oh, wow. Of course. Because how is that guy going to get 59 guns and all of that ammunition all up to his room and kill all these people? I mean, to me, this Las Vegas thing, and I've said this on my show before, I've talked about this Las Vegas story quite a bit. Because a, a lot of the media, uh, you know, has been silent on it. But Fox has been talking about it. I've been talking about it. Other reporters, newspapers have been talking about it, mostly right wing. But definitely a government setup. There's no doubt about it. There's too many fishy uh, things that came with the, the investigation and story. Um, I'm going to read this real quick, though. Um, this week, when a district court in Las Vegas unsealed nearly 300 pages of police um, documents, the name of second person of interest in the mass shooting that left 58 people dead was blacked out. But because of an error, the documents released on the Las Vegas Review Journal include, included name of an, Ariz, of an Arizona man named Douglas Hegg, according to the newspaper. And it started another frenzy over whether Stephen Paddock acted alone. Stephen Paddock was the guy uh, that apparently did it all by himself. In an interview with CBS this morning, Hegg says that police found an Amazon box with his address inside the Mandela Bay hotel room from which Paddock sprayed the crowd at a country music festival with the bullets and then took his own life. He told me exactly what he wanted, quote-unquote, Hank said to CBS. I handed him a box with the ammunition in it. He paid me, and he left. He said that he sold 720 rounds of tracer ammunition to Paddock and that Paddock said he was using it for a light show. The ammunition leaves a trace of light when shot. Hank said he had only spoken to Paddock three times. Quote unquote, I'm still racking my brain for what I did. What did I miss? Why did I? Why didn't I pick this up? Haig told CBS. Haig has said to shut down his business. He told Associated Press that he plans to hold a press conference later this week. What's unclear is whether Haig was only flagged as a person of interest in the early days of the investigation, or whether he remains a person of interest. He is only he is only the other name in the documents besides that of Stephen Paddock's girlfriend, Mary Lou Dan Danley, who authorities now say will likely not face charges. Police and the FBI wouldn't comment, citing the ongoing investigation, but Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo has made it clear that he believes Paddock acted alone. He also said there may be unspecified federal charges coming for an unnamed person. The the documents released on Tuesday show that police originally believed Paddock didn't work alone and were searching for accomplices, but they they still gave no hint of why Paddock amassed so many weapons and then used them to fire into a crowd of more than 22,000 concert goers in the Las Vegas Strip on October 1st. The warrants repeat much of what was already in preliminary report released on January 19th by Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Investigators found 23 rifles and a handgun in the two rooms on the 32nd floor that Paddock was in. They found rifle cases, binoculars, and a scope of portable solar generator, uh, a portable solar generator, 1,000 50 empty bullet casings and a vase and flowers Paddock bought from Walmart. Interesting, very interesting. So you know, there's, there's more, there's more to that story too. That we were talking about government and how government sets stuff up. I really think the government was behind this for gun control. I really do. Man, I, uh, I really, you know. I was just that that I'll never forget that day for some reason. I was and that, feeling horrible. And if you, if you notice, Las Vegas, uh, the state of Nevada, uh, is run by Democrats for the most part. Um, so it could have been mm-hmm. a gun control setup. 
Yeah, you know I, how I they, believe... want, they want liberals want control of the guns. So I mean, they could have easily set that up just to get people scared. You know. Yeah, I, I really believe that that was the case. You know, people like to say, uh, "Oh, well, you know, oh, maybe he was just crazy." No, he wasn't. No, it's not that he was just crazy. Listen, I'm telling you. Like that day, yeah. I felt so bad. I felt that morning, I felt something bad is gonna happen. I remember talking to a friend about this. I was, I don't yeah. know what it is, but I feel like something bad is gonna happen. And then yeah. what was it? I woke up, and then I see you know all these people being shot was was shot in Las Vegas and how so how yeah. so, how bad it is. And yeah. I was just like, I looked when the guy was released, when Stephen Paddock was released, I was just like. Uh, something's not right. Something, right. something is just not adding up. That one guy. How did the? My question is, how did he get all of those guns inside of yep. the hotel without any help? Unless and how the hell? How the hell did he? Have, wait, go ahead, go ahead. What were you saying? I was like, how in the world did he even attempt to bring all those guns inside a hotel unless? It was underhanded. That had to be. It had to be a setup where they knew. Because look at, dude, he was perfect. I mean, he was perfect in line to shooting everybody. How what yeah. a coincidence? How do you have that fucking kind of aim, bro? Unless you're like an ex-military, like perfectionist. Exactly. I don't believe, honestly, I just don't, I just, I, you know, there could have been more than one shooter. Yeah. But I just don't yep. believe even Stephen Paddock did it. Honestly, me personally. Well, yeah, and if you look at the way the crime scene, if you look at the way the crime scene was laid out, there were guns lied like on the floor, like somebody staged the whole event just in random places. It was just a weird crime scene, like the photos, like in the facts and stuff that the um, every the sheriff was saying of Las Vegas about the incident and the security guard in the hotel. It's it all. I've talked about this on my show so many times, and there's just so many. Uh, unanswered questions that we may never know. Yeah, and his brother, the Stephen Paddock's brother, I mean, he tells you, like, he was a yeah. natural, cool guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? And rich. And him? rich. Yeah, and rich. There is no reason for him to, like, yeah. there is absolutely no reason for him to do that. So why did he yeah. do it? And it goes back to the question. I believe he was he was the cover up for who who was actually who the people that were involved because yep. you had some people that were on the ground that were yep. like it's coming from across from us not above us. Yep. Hey uh, Gianni, I um I, I am officially uh, out of time. Um, I'm gonna get you to call okay. back tomorrow. I'm gonna get you to call back tomorrow. I just gotta wrap things up. But uh, Gianni from New York, always a pleasure having you call in. Uh, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Nice talking. All right. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. All right. Bye. There you go, everybody. Gianni from New York, very smart conservative, very smart guy, gave us a lot of good insight, gave us a good interview. Um, we're going to hold a special uh, show tomorrow uh, just because of the FISA memo being released a lot to celebrate. Uh, there'll be a lot to discuss. There'll be a lot to discuss, a lot to go over, um, you know, with the details from that document. Um, so we're definitely uh, going to get to that. 
Um, I want to thank all of you for listening to my show. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm Rory Sodder. God bless you all. Cheers. Hey guys, thank you for watching the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's Biggest Trump Supporter. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Cheers.